Hello and good morning. Welcome back to the Chit Chat Podcast. Today we're joined back again with Mahima. Hi. And we're going to start exactly where we left off with the motion, is a vegan lifestyle better than a meat-eating one? I know the crew was getting a bit like on their toes towards the end of this last episode. And um, I just want to hear what everyone has to say. So let's start off with Mahima. I know you had some questions about the motion itself. Um, we're all like, we, we, we're sort of just trying to keep it a balanced argument just for the sake of the podcast. And yeah, so some of us are playing devil's advocate. But yeah, that's just yeah. to clear. <laughs> we're all friends. <laughs> yeah, so the first question I actually had was about the motion itself because I feel like a lifestyle is something someone chooses personally. Like, it, it doesn't just regard the diet. Like, there's so many things to do with a lifestyle. Like, the way, the time you sleep, the, your exercise, and like the lifestyle that comes with a diet, whereas I feel like when we just veganism versus meat eating, we should really be discussing the diet in itself because a lifestyle is personal and being vegan doesn't dictate your lifestyle. And I think we mentioned that a little last time about like the unhealthy side of being vegan versus the like healthy side of like both ways. Um, that's something that someone chooses personally. Like I might say that I'm a vegan and Anshika might say that she's a vegan, but our lifestyles are completely different. Like just because the title of being vegan doesn't dictate your lifestyle. And I feel like that's where the motion gets a little iffy because if we're looking at a lifestyle, it's so much more than a diet. For the sake of this debate, we're looking at the lifestyle of a vegan compared to a lifestyle of a, of a meat eating person but yeah so there's yeah, multiple like, of course in yeah but um like to talk like to define lifestyle it like i guess it includes a lot of like not just food but like we mentioned in the first episode like clothing um and shampoo other conditioners like everything as well and also just okay lifestyle we're not going to talk about the anything other than to do with the veganism like like everything yeah, we're focusing to- on veganism versus meat eating not like lifestyle right. in general, because of course everyone has a different lifestyle. That's with everything. But right, for right. the sake of this debate, we're going to talk about that. Right. And I completely understand that point, but I feel like that means that we should really be careful about the um, evidence that we bring up. Like, I don't want to disregard your um, evidence, Emily, but like, you know, the opinion of your auntie losing hair, like that just because like we can't blame that on veganism like we can't say that because she was vegan she lost certain nutrients and it led to hair loss like i didn't say she was was vegan i said that it's because she (laughs) missed she didn't do it like there was yeah she wasn't a healthy healthy vegan of course vegan diet is healthier but you have to do it properly in order to for it to be healthy like it has to be a balanced well-planned vegan diet. Prayers that go out to um, Emily's aunt. Big up Emily's aunt. It's not you have so my hard. prayers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And I was confused because I was wondering like where the direct correlation in that is. Like, you know, like, I, I don't feel like that Emily was got messed up. Correlation and what is no, it? No, I said it in the, I, like, I literally said it as a sentence. To be vegan, you must take the supplements, etc., in a balanced diet in order for it to work. Because if not, like for yeah, example, so my aunt. We're not, She's not blaming it on veganism, just like the way her the way you yeah yeah for it to be beneficial for the individual, it has to be done in a with a balanced, well planned vegan diet. Doesn't everything else though? Like, is that what you're trying to say as well? Like, yeah, basically all diets have to be well planned out, and 
you need to make sure that you're hitting every single nutrient because even if it's not for a vegan diet and it's a meat eating diet where a lot of them aren't getting enough fiber, for example. What do we talk about in this way? A healthy, like a balanced meat eating diet versus a okay, balanced yeah, vegan. I think that's cool. But, yeah, a meat eating diet also includes food that the vegans or vegetarians eat as well. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, we're, not, yeah. we're not carnivores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, yes. omnivores versus herbivores. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you guys want to go on to the environmental side? Because we didn't. We were we were supposed to touch on it last episode, but like we were all very had a lot to say so that's why we have a part two yeah so i think animal production is a major contributor to climate change which is obviously very relevant today so a study was published in the new scientist magazine which showed that each person can reduce the amount of greenhouse gases that his or her diet contributes to climate change by up to 60 percent by just going vegan and i think that's like a significant figure and just for that statistic it'd be worth going vegan and also with the whole pollution thing that's going on um i don't know if any of you watched see spercy um yeah i didn't but i'll continue anyways what? Um, <laughs> i did okay so do you want to talk about the plastic pollution and stuff that's related to the fishing industry? <laughs> um so i think that uh, one of the main things that actually surprised me was that i i know a lot of you guys know this but like um the main thing on social media right now is like, save the turtles, don't use plastic straws. And Seaspiracy actually, um, actually like they said that the main trash in the, like, okay, so plastic straws only account for 0.001 or like one, some 1% some um, figure of the amount of plastic that's in the ocean. And it's actually a lot of like the fishing nets and the fishing gear that's polluting the oceans. And no one talks about it because everybody loves fish and everybody loves um, eating like sushi and fish. Um, So people don't actually talk about it. Like even the main um, health organizations in the world don't discuss the fishing industry as a polluter because because they're highly subsidized by the government. They're the economy of it matters and just like a bunch of various reasons. Um, and Seaspiracy kind I, of talks about that. I think a big part of it is also the culture. For example, in many Asian regions, uh, eating shark fin soup is very um, popular. And so that's a major reason why they, why governments wouldn't go against it because it's like part of their culture in a way, which I'm not saying is right, but I think a big yeah. part of eating meat or eating fish etc it's because of culture yeah that's the thing right like culture is so deeply ingrained in everyone's lifestyle that we kind of override other aspects and we don't see some things like we only see things at face value so for example female genital mutilation is a cultural practice in many parts of the world but that doesn't make the action morally justifiable you know what i mean like there's a lot of uh, things that we used to do that we no longer do because we reflect on it and some traditional practices we realize that don't match with our current points of view yeah it's it's difficult to change culture and that's i think that's gonna bring it back to mahima's point on straws like mahima what do you think is easier like oh i'm not gonna use a straw today or i'm gonna turn vegan for the rest of my life it comes down to that humans (laughs) want to feel better about helping the environment like oh my god i didn't use a straw today like 
thank you, I feel so good. When in reality, they haven't made that much of a significant impact. The impact comes from not eating a fish. But that's difficult because of the culture. In Thai culture, fish is considered lucky. So telling someone not to eat fish because of this, it's not going to work out. Like There's going to be a lot of oppression from it. But asking someone, can you please not use a straw because of it? Like That's going to make the person feel better. And it's also easier thing to do even though it's like yeah. not that significant in my opinion. Not even in I my don't opinion, think we should actually. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I completely see your point of view. And I think at the end of the day, it does come down to like education. Um, and because of the campaign that plastic straws aren't good for the environment, like the, um, the amount of campaigning that was done, the amount of education that was done kind of made it easier to like, except and i know that a lot of like thai places even right now like in the local markets like they're not going to give you metal straws like they still use plastic and it's because they don't know right like so many people in this planet like i know there was um, a documentary that actually discussed it but like um they did a test on american children and they asked like oh where do you think your food comes from and they said the grocery store like they had no idea that it's actually killing like um, lives and it's coming from the ocean. And that's the impact that they make when they buy things from the grocery store. Like they, like kids are all around the world think that their food is coming from the grocery stores, perfectly packaged in plastic, in foam, in, I don't know, whatever cardboard, but they don't know where that's actually coming from. And to break that down and to break down culture, because I feel like, all humans are compassionate beings at the end of the day, it comes with education. And when you're able to educate someone about where their food comes from and what's on their plate, you actually can start to realize, like you can start to see them feel, I don't want to say feel bad, but you can start to see them like be more compassionate. I agree with that. I think that um, like all of us as like should be, like it all comes down to education. We should all be like, children from a young age should be educated about everything um, that they're using. And like, since we're talking about lifestyles, you're not just um, food, but like the products they use, they should um, be comp- like educated. Um, and like, obviously children, like they can't really make their own choices that like, well, well, I guess they can, like when, when they know that if they do feel bad about it, they can choose, um, but they should just like grow up with the knowledge. And then once they're adults, they can make the choices that they are okay with like knowing the background of it. I think the problem with it is that one, like not a lot of businesses actually disclose like exactly where their food, where their food is from or like where their meat is from, et cetera. And I don't, another problem I think is that like a lot of parents would not actually educate against eating meat. Just like I said, because of the culture, like if your grandparents or your grand grandparents, et cetera, they have been eating the same like local food, for example, which includes meat, because a lot of like local cultural food, a lot of it includes like meat, for example. And so it'll be it'd be very hard to stop that from happening. I don't think many people like I agree with like we live in Thailand, right? So a lot of it is cultural and stuff. But for example, if you go to the west side of it, I don't think anyone tucks into a Big Mac thinking that they're they're like embracing their culture you know what I mean it's it's so disconnected in different parts of the world I feel like sometimes it's not even just about culture it's about how easy it is to access and I know that like 
I don't want to say, I don't want to say that it's a little elitist, but um, sometimes vegan food isn't easy to access. Um, yeah. As, yeah. And I feel like it, a lot of people It's getting easier. Do you think it's getting easier? Like it's easier to I, access. I definitely now. do think it's getting easier. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of um, brands, like a, a lot of vegan brands who like um, are trying to like reduce the price of their food and stuff like that because they want to be able to access like different populations and different target markets. But I feel like a lot of people, not just because of culture, use the excuse that meat is easy to access. And I feel yeah. like as humans, when you have that knowledge, I feel like it's almost a moral obligation to um, teach your children and to inform your children about where their food comes from and where, where it's actually derived from. Because that's so important, not only because of the ethical reasons, but because of the nutrition reasons as well. And yeah, I feel like sorry. I feel like meat is a very good source of protein, though, and that's why a lot of people eat it. I'm sure that there is also for vegan, like vegan sources of protein, but meat is I'm pretty sure like one of the easiest maybe sources of protein, and I think that's why. And I, this is a really stupid point, but most people I've heard it's the reason why they don't want to switch is just because meat tastes good. Like that's I don't know. I've never actually tasted vegan food. I don't know if it's the exact same taste, but that's like the main. A lot of people haven't tasted vegan food and then they say, oh, but it's so hard to switch to meat. In reality, the meat portion of like the meat in that lifestyle is so, it's like not that much. Your food is not overwhelmed by meat. All the flavor comes from vegans, like spices. The spices. Yeah, it all yeah, comes yeah. from like. So it's like tell someone sources. to eat a bland a bland piece of chicken. Like they're not gonna find it's not the flavor that's coming from the chicken itself. You know, it's like the spices yeah. and the way you cook it. It there's also a lot of people who like hate on veganism without ever 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 actually trying it. And once they do, like I've had this experience personally, and like once I have like made a person try it, they're like, okay, this isn't that bad actually. Um, like I mean, it's like pretty good. The only thing is like for uh, this is just like my personal opinion uh vegan like vegan meat and meat don't taste the same and the texture is different but it's like like it still tastes good it's just that like i think people saying it's like there's no way to replace it because it doesn't taste i think i think that also comes with a lot of preconceived notions on veganism and i know that like veganism at one point almost became a meme like it was like you're vegan like what the hell like what's wrong with you like it's like people have people have completely changed yeah people completely changed um the way they approach vegans and it's almost something that's not that's generation like the generation don't think like in our generation we're much more educated in that i think veganism is if any of you have anything to invest 100 percent invest your money in vegan substitutes of meat that's like that's yeah 100% sorry to debunk the point of the protein I think there's so much research I don't want to get into it now because I know we only have five minutes left but uh actually a lot of meat isn't a good source of protein it's not the highest source of protein and it's been debunked so many times in so many different documentaries about beans lagoons um soy having so much more protein plants having so much more protein I have a fun fact to add to Mahima's point I just found this out when I was researching for this podcast. Um, The world's strongest man is a vegan. Yes, yes, I know. It's actually, yeah, in, um, did you see then Game Changers? Yeah, 
Yeah, very interesting. Oh, also, Emily, I know you're interested in, like, economics and stuff. So going back to the accessibility point of it, you know how a lot of meat is subsidized, which is why it it makes it more affordable for people to low-income earners to buy it and stuff. So what do you think the solution to that is? Like, maybe subsidize vegetables and fruits? Like, do you think that would overcome the accessibility issue? I mean, yeah, I think... Because there's like, you put price controls on food as well, and that would make it much more accessible. And I think that vegan food, as we've already like discussed, it's much healthier compared to other um, other foods like meat. And so it would be a good idea for to put price controls on food. I mean, I'm sorry, on, um, on vegan food and also put like subsidize it as well in order to make it much more affordable and more accessible to the people. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say it again. Like French fries are vegan. That's not really healthy, right? So not just it, yeah. It depends on which type of food. not vegan, like yeah, yeah, yeah. vegan food so, that has uh, positive externalities of consumption. An article talking, but it, it basically they uh, did a tax on meat to reduce carbon emissions and use the revenue to subsidize plant-based uh, alternatives. And I think that's like a good approach as long as you're. I think to because they're reducing two externalities here. The um, production externality of pollution and consumption externality of like um, by, by subsidizing um, alternatives. Um, yeah. I just think that they should also like be subsidizing like healthier, the healthier side of the, like the healthy side of the organism, you know, like there are the unhealthy aspects to it. But if you do that, I think that's a good way to approach. And also like this, I think the big point of this ep- uh, um, this episode was education. I think that's a really important point. Yeah, I agree on that too. To- uh, expressed all our points. Part um, three. Okay. <laughs> I think we've exhausted <laughs> this motion enough. I would strongly suggest if any of you are considering going vegan or if any of you are just curious of that lifestyle, please, please, please talk to someone who's vegan. Talk to Mahima. Can I advise them to talk to you? Yeah, sure. Because as long as I've known Mahima since what, like year seven, she's always been very proactive. She's always been proactive in like the vegan community. And she's always like, in the last episode, she mentioned how she went to a dog shelter. So she does actually care about the environment a lot. And it's like, thank you for coming on. Dog and environment? (laughs) No, she does care about like that environment, you know. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. thank you to come yeah. onto our podcast and give us insight on this um motion. Any any final thoughts? Thank How did you, you find for... it? We'll have um Mahima's Instagram um <laughs> handle on our um post on Instagram for this episode. So check out our Instagram if you would like that. Um yeah. Yeah. thank you for at- having thank me, you for- guys. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Mahim. <laughs> what have what we, we today? learned today? We learned that lagoons are a great source of protein. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> Okay, thank you so much for joining us, Mahima. Um, we'll look forward to having other guests on the platform and maybe have you again in the future. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you in our next chit chat.